Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chill Highway Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. trouble I need to stay in tune with God because God's plan is better than my plan and God's faithfulness is better than I have to offer and God has a perfect purpose for my life and I must trust him the problem had a purpose and Joel says he speaks out of the nation of Israel but the sound and the words pierce the ages and comes to our hearts tonight and says turn turn ye even to me with all your heart Oh, how easy it is to become the kind of Christian that's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I believe the Bible. But this is not the moment for half-hearted, shallow, nominal Christians. We should allow the trouble that we bear, the trouble that we see, the uncertainties of the future to cause us to turn to the Lord. How? Turn to the Lord a little bit. Turn to the Lord occasionally. Turn to the Lord every now and then. No, turn to the Lord with all your heart. That's what the scripture says. Turn ye even to me with all your heart. Are you living for God with all your heart? With fasting? With weeping? With mourning? Do you know what happens when you weep before God and mourn? In the presence of God, you have the opportunity to rejoice in all of life. When we go to the Lord with a broken heart and we turn to Him with all of our heart, we have the promise and the hope that He will bless us as we submit to Him as God. Verse 13, the purpose is to turn with all of our hearts. The purpose in verse 13, the Bible says, Rend your heart and not your garments and turn to the Lord your God. I love that phrase, rend your heart and not your garments. It was an expression, an outward expression of grief in the Jewish culture to rend your garments. You see that often. There he was and his garments were rent. He sat in sackcloth and ashes. How many times do you see that in the Bible? Over and over and over again. Because that was part of the culture. What do you do when your heart's broken? You rend your garments and you sit there and mourn. But Joel says and sends this message from God. Joel was smart enough to know that there's an outward appearance of repentance and turning. But that's not what's necessary. That's not what's needed. You don't need to look like a Christian, act like a Christian, smell like a Christian, talk like a Christian. You need to be a Christian. You need to be a servant of God. You need to be a follower of God. You need to repent of your sin and live for God and His glory. Put Him first, maybe for the first time in your life. He says, rend your hearts. God doesn't care what you've done on the outside in the name of religion and religious exercise. God doesn't care how many expensive suits you tear into shreds and how much ash you pour on your head. Man looks on the outward appearance. 
God looks on the heart. And the message from Joel is that the problems have a purpose. Have you allowed the problems of the past year and a half, have you allowed the problems of the last week to cause you to humble yourself before God and turn to Him with your whole heart? Or are you still holding on? You may make this religious act. You may put on your churchy show. But God says, rend your hearts, not your garments. The work that needs to happen in our hearts is the work of the heart. That inward man turning to God, broken before God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face, pray, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear their land. You see, that's the purpose. That's what God wants to do. God wants us to turn. The scripture continues in verse number 13. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Turn to the Lord your God. Why? For he is gracious. Aren't you glad God is gracious? You don't deserve his grace, but he's gracious anyway. And merciful. Aren't you glad God is merciful? You don't deserve his mercy, but he's merciful anyway. Where are you going to turn? Turn to your rotten flesh? And make a bigger mess of the mess that we've already got? Are you going to turn to God who's gracious and merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness? Boy, I love that. Great kindness. And repent of them of the evil. Verse 14. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering, a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Verse 15. Blow the trumpet. In Zion, sanctify fast, call a solemn assembly. What happens? The work goes on in our hearts first. And then what do we do? Then we proclaim it. You get the opportunity. If you're the preacher, you get the opportunity to proclaim, Hey, look, we've broken our hearts and our hearts have turned back to God. We've repented of our faithlessness and our sinfulness because of the trouble that we've borne. And now we have the opportunity after we've turned to the Lord to cry out, Hey, everybody come to the house of God. Everybody come to the promises of God. Everybody come to the blessing of God. Everybody hear that Jesus is the answer. What happens? I'll tell you what happens. When Christian people humble themselves and pray and they rend their hearts, then... God begins to spark a revival in the heart of the church. And then the church has the opportunity to blow the trumpet and call for the fast and call for the assembly and call for the moving and the working of God and reach other folks with the hope that we have in spite of the trouble that we've borne. The Bible says in verse number 15, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, Sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber, the bride out of her closet. Let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, give not thine heritage to reproach. And the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? What does God give the opportunity to do? God gives the opportunity when we've allowed the burdens to drive us to Christ. The purpose is that great groups and multitudes of people trust the same mighty God. 
You see, I look at the moment that we live in history not as the biggest downer for the church of God ever, but as the greatest opportunity. We can't operate in fear. We must operate in faith. And we must know that God wants to use himself, his word, his church, the person of Jesus Christ to see God do mighty things. Joel, the prophet of the plague, did not say, oh man, let's hide in our caves and in our tents until all this mess is over. He said, oh no, experience the mess knowing that God is faithful. Use the trouble to turn to God. And when you've turned to God, bring others to the same faith in God. And let's see God bless the plague and the people in the midst of the plague. The purpose, turn to God. Verse 18 is another transition words and leads us to our third point. Verse 18, the Bible says, Then, then, then will the Lord be jealous of his land and pity his people. Number three, the product. You see, the pestilence, the problems have a purpose. The turning. When we turn, to our, turn our hearts in repentance to God, it produces something very wonderful. I've mentioned several times, and I don't want to fail to mention this because I want to make sure that the interpretation of the Scripture is accurate. God is speaking of the nation of Israel here. But the application applies to the moment in which we live. The product, what's the Bible say? Now, I'll just tell you, we can't claim every little tiny infinite detail of these promises, but we know from this passage of Scripture how God works. Every little detailed promise was to the nation of Israel. But I'll have you know something. When you see how God works with his people, in one area of life we can understand the nature of God. And I know that the nature of God is revealed in his word. And God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. The product of people turning with their whole hearts to God we find in these next passage, verse 18, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. What does God do? When God's people humble themselves and pray and turn to him, he's jealous for them. He's like, those are my people. He pities us. And the Bible says, verse 19, Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will. In this passage of Scripture, I see the I wills, the next couple of verses. I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. Where does health and healing and blessing and food and provision, everything we really need come from? It all comes from God. Don't ever forget it. The air you breathe, the water you drink, it didn't come from the town of Chilhowee. It came from the Most High God. He says, I will send you corn and wine and oil. Guess what? God's going to give you all you need. I will, verse 19, I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. Verse 20, I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part toward the utmost sea and his stink shall come upon, his ill savor shall come up because he hath done great things. Now I think that this, I personally believe that this refers, the stink refers to the great swarms of dead locusts left everywhere it could be the dead bodies of soldiers i don't know but i think it's locusts anyway you shake it god will remove the enemy whether he sent a stiff wind to blow away the locusts 
or whether he turned this army of people miraculously, irregardless, he says, I will remove far off from you the northern army. God's going to take away the thing that destroys us. Verse 21, he says, Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Can you take heart and comfort in that verse? Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. When I look at the circumstances of the moment, I'm encouraged to know that I do not have to fear, that I can be glad, I can rejoice, because the Lord will do great things. Do you know there's never a moment in the life of a child of God where we have to fear? The Bible says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Why should I not fear? Because God's with me. Why do I not need fear? Because God is present. Fear not, O land, be glad, rejoice. There's a passage in the Psalms, David writes, It's the most troubling moment of David's life. Absalom, his son, has run him off the throne of Israel. And David, in this psalm of devastating circumstances, he says, I will rejoice. He said, I will trust in the Lord. He said, I'm just going to plan on the fact that God is going to be faithful. You see, the product of turning to God is the joy and the promise that we can hope in the perfect will and protection and care of God. He says, Fear not, O land, verse 21. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. The Lord will do great things. Here we go again, verse 22. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree, the vine do yield their strength. Verse 23. Be glad, then, ye children of Zion. Did you think, I don't know about you, but I think as I read chapter 1 and the first half of chapter number 2, I think there's no way that we can ever be glad again. There's no way that we can ever rejoice again. There's no way we can ever be happy again. Everything's changed. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com.